This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I said, Franny, you're standing there with the big bazooma sticking out. I love the car. We'll find out if De Niro could really act. Here, sit down over here. You could take either mic and you could just push the other one out of the way. But basically what we do over here is we just hang out, get to know each other, talk about current events and politics and stuff. Current events? We hit buttons like this. China. Did you hear that? China. <laughs> good, good impression. Sounds like Trump. You got this China. One? It was out of respect. <laughs> so they hit little buttons, and if it throws you off, we go back there and give them a whap. I'll give them a slap if he's interrupting our conversation too much. But get more current, huh? What's yeah. going on with the Taliban? What are your thoughts on the Taliban? Hey, the Taliban is what it is. Uh, you want to sell uh, Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts in Kabul, you know, pick another place to go with, <laughs> with the corporate. God, damn it. The are, corporate they, are they backing up the Krispy Kreme, the Taliban? Nah, it's just, it, it, listen, they, they, these people, leave them alone. Let them live the tribal mentality that they have and leave them alone. What, what do we got to push our nonsense on everybody else? What makes us so great? Well, because we sell Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Come on, man. You know, let, let people be what they are. You know. There's a live audience. No, think about it. I mean, you know. No, that's, that's, you that's, know, our morals, uh, the way we feel, especially now, with everybody being aff offended at every little goddamn thing. Hey, you know, you cross the street against the light. Yeah, so what are you, a cop? This is what happens in the world. You have to live and let live. We got the old Italian saying, do what they do in Rome, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. See, you and me, we see eye to eye. And the guys back there in the, uh, hitting the soundboard, they agree too. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Let's not get into all this stuff now well, right no, off the bat. No, I'm not First, really. let me introduce. Let me introduce. No, no, let's not get into that. Let me introduce the guest today. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little excited. This man is a legend. He is an actor. He was in one of the greatest movies of all time. One of my faves. We talk about all the time. Good fellas. Johnny Rose Beef, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Uh, good fellas. My guy back there. Thank at the, you. See, Thank see, you. That's what you're supposed to do after I introduce a guest. Thank you. Thank you. See the little shower boy? He's, he does a little too much of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He smokes a little too much pot, and he uh, he forgets to hit buttons when the timing nah, is right. Okay. We're working on timing. Can yeah. you tell these guys when it comes to acting and comedy, timing is everything? Everything. Yes, everything. that's right. Forget about acting. Uh, timing is everything in anything that you do. That's right. And these guys' timing is terrible. You see this? They're oh, interrupting. Yeah. I, what happened? They brought you some food. It's no, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Home cooked. This is home cooked. Home cooked quality. My mother came out here. She cooked this up. Nice kid. Maryland. Okay. Maryland. Oh, uh, you talked a little bit in the elevator on the yeah, way up? Yeah, it's from Maryland. Laurel Race Course. You ever been down there? Oh, yeah. You and I, we know each other well. We come by the restaurant a lot. Nowadays, you spend a lot of your time over at Rayo's. Oh, yeah. Best spot in town. They're my favorite restaurant in the world. Legendary 125-year-old restaurant in New York City. Can't get a table, no. no matter what. Tiny spot. It's got six tables and four boots. So therefore, with 48 seats in the place, how do you get a reservation? You no. are the New York City culture that the yes. place... Yes. needed when it moved out to los angeles now yes. when i walk in that place it's a piece of home when i go in there i feel like i just walked into a portal and i'm in new york city and there's christmas lights up all year round the whole atmosphere is just fucking new york even that the right. waiters all have accents right i don't know if these are actors 
that you have trained. They're picking my accent up. They pick it up. That's what these guys do. <laughs> and, they start talking and, like me. And they start, right. That's what <laughs> happens, you know. But the feeling of you being at home is exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for people to come in and the hospitality to be there. The food has to be great. And we all know that. You mm-hmm. don't go to a restaurant. To Unbelievable food. food. You know, you want bad food, you let your wife cook for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my mother, she wasn't the best cook. But one thing she, she got right was the meatballs. And everybody always says, Every every Italian, every really real Italian from New York, your mother's meatballs are the best. It's just where you grew up on. It's what you yeah, know. Well, you know, I'm it reminds you of your childhood. And Rayo's, I can say that that will, would be an acceptable substitution. Yeah, we got that down pat. Down pat. But uh, you want to have a free-for-all, ask five Italians how to make a meatball. In three minutes, there's a fist fight, and in five, they're looking for serious weapons. I mean, this, right. is, this is what happens. See, now <laughs> I told him, because this is my assistant here, I told him to go get some quality Italian food, and what he did was he went to Olive Garden, and he got those breadsticks. And oh, I thought, yeah. I thought you would have noticed that and been insulted. <laughs> And I was hoping. I, 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 brought them I don't know Olive Garden. I You've never I, even been there. Never even never walked never in the fucking. Never have no the fuck out of here. We're going inside fucking Olive Garden. <laughs> you know what's funny? Parmesan? Yeah, right. Disrespect. In, in, in a plastic container. You get this from. Uh, get this the uh, fuck uh, out of yeah, here. Right. So you get bring it <laughs> from Ralph's. He got it from Ralph's. You know, there's nothing wrong. I don't want to disrespect Ralph's because I know they sell Rayo's sauce at Ralph's. Oh, yeah. But anybody that offers you Parmesan cheese in a plastic container. What is it, a plastic cow? He that, came in that here made so the milk that made the cheese. Come on. And I apologize for him. <laughs> no, he, I don't, a, I, I'm just being funny. I, I, yeah, he's I, a representation I, of me. Nice kid, you like. know what? If you pulled out a gun and shot him in the foot like Spider, <laughs> yeah, then right, like, that's right. even. Spider. <laughs> spider. Michael Imperioli, great job. Yeah. Played Spider. Good, yeah. Great actor. Right. Do you keep in touch with any of the guys from the old cast? Uh, not really. If I run into them, of course, it's like old home week. We, you know, we talk about old times and, you know, catch up a little bit but um like to get on a phone and call no it's you know it's funny making a film especially a film like goodfellas it's like building a building you know the electricians work together then when they're done the plumbers come in they work together and the project is what it is but everybody works and then you go your separate ways i would love that if that's how this business worked because i got to see these morons every every day for years my whole life my whole youtube career but you know what i I hire all 20 year old guys that go to olive garden and think that's quality Italian food, but they make me happy to see their dumb faces. But I got to ask, speaking of, of Goodfellas, because you never know when you're working on a project what it's going to be. No. At the time, did you kind of sense, did you have a feeling that this would be one of the most monumental films of all time? My unique experience uh, doing Goodfellas, was, that was my first film. I had nothing to compare it with as far as a professional actor is concerned, but being on that set, and watching everything, the way it moved, I had a sense that I was part of something very magical. But I had no, I had no real basics, basis to, to, to think that way. It was just a feeling mm-hmm. that I had. And I got news for you. The first time I saw the finished film was in uh, the Warner Center, in Rockefeller Center. It was one-third the size of a regular screen. And I, I hated the movie. I didn't like it. Get out of here. Uh, then when I went to the premiere and on the big screen on Third Avenue, New York. It was a whole different experience. It went, wow, this was really something magical. And we're talking about a film that we shot physically in 1989, came out in 1990. And this is 2000. You're as born. Okay. And this is 2021. When you talk about a movie like uh, Casablanca that was done in 1945 or whatever, and we still talk about it. The test of a legendary great film is the test of time. And 
Goodfellas is in that category because people still they recognize me from the movie, which is pretty good for thirty, you know, thirty something years. It means you I look the same. Basically, we, we looked up know, a bunch of pictures of you. You look the same. Yeah, uh, more or less. Uh, but this is a, a legendary film, and 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 there's so many new fans to it because that are young. Like you were mm -hmm. born in 1990. Yeah. You said so. I mean. Come on. And now it just recently got put on Netflix, and then he watched it. I give these yeah, guys homework right. to do because they don't know anything about right. anything. And the way I act and go about running my business, these are morals that were embedded in me. The loyalty, everything that I go off of, the respect levels, it all comes back to the way we were raised. And Goodfellas reminds me so much of my childhood because it, it, like I was born the same year it came out, but it was shot around that time where I grew up in Staten Island. And it, it, even a right. lot of the scenes were shot in Staten Island. I don't know if you shot yeah, any, anything there was over some, No, I, we were in Queens, uh, for basically uh, the, the scenes that I worked in, the bar was in Queens. When they find uh, Franny McGee, who played my wife uh, and me, uh, my, uh, our characters dead in the Cadillac, was on uh, Hillside Avenue. And the movie actually takes place the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. So it was a period piece as well. So even though they shot it in 89, it, it goes back like the Cadillac I had was brand new was the 79. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> wow, they got it. Yeah. Damn, beauty, huh? It's a shame yeah. you had to bring it back in well, the movie. Yeah, that you know, the funny thing is General Motors didn't make a pink Cadillac after 1966. So they had to get the car and they had to they had to get the color and they had to paint that car pink. In those days when you bought a new car, you kept the sticker on the window, which is really authentic. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and and then the bloodstains on it just made the scene more impactful for the audience because there's the, you know, there's Brand the new sticker. Car. And bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the kids. Yeah, the kids find the car. And the way Marty set the shot up is now the kids are seeing this car. The camera is is on a a track that it lifts across the hood. This he said it was all morning to set the shot up. There's a sticker on the on the sticker. side. Damn! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I tell you a funny story. Oh, there about we go. This. Look, brand new, the yeah. mileage, everything. There was a, a guy. I think his name was uh, Nicolette from the Daily News. And he was on the set. When we finished the scene, Franny and I are walking, and this guy comes over and he starts taking pictures. He says, what's your name? I said, who are you? You know, he <laughs> says, uh, I'm so-and-so from the Daily News. I says, really? I says, uh, my name is, is Johnny Williams. I says, spell it right. I'm breaking his ball. I don't, I really, I don't even know. You didn't go by Johnny Roast Beef back then? No, no. Yeah, I did. But I, oh, I didn't say Roast Beef. Yeah, you yeah. Know. The next day on page six, there's a, big shot of us dead in the car and friends of mine around the subway they see the paper they, they think they shot me <laughs> they couldn't comprehend it was a movie no because no, i didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> and my aunt in brooklyn rest the social to be 100 she gets a call they used to call me johnny boy she says what happened with johnny boy and she she called my mother my mother oh, says my no God. loretta he he did a movie he's in a, mo a movie what's What's he doing in a movie? You know, <laughs> I, I, I had friends of mine really thought that I got clipped because you know oh, I'm in the, I'm first, in the neighborhood where that could happen. This is your first job <laughs> acting? Yeah, yeah. Were you taking acting classes? Were you trying to get into the, into no, the game, or did you just no? You know what happened? It's 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 very strange part of my life that that it, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm going through a bit of divorce, uh, three children, and all that. I had my own deli. That's how I got the name Rose Beef. And and what happened was I I, I was kind of 
of inwardly searching for something. I did a, a seminar and, and people would ask, said, you know, you're in the wrong business. You should be a performer. You should, I said, what are you talking about? You should, you should be an actor. You should be performing for people. I'm looking at you right now and I'm thinking you should be a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> you could have yeah, your yeah, own right. podcast that crushes and it. And that's yeah. what happened. You know that's, Joey Diaz? Yeah, Joey. Remember me a lot of Joey Diaz. See, that's a new sound bite for us. That's the vibe of the show. But that's what that's what you asked me that question and you and fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. And you know how much fucking money he's making off his podcast? You could be doing that on top of everything else you're doing. Well, I gotta you continue doing the podcast, believe me. You you've you've continued acting, you've done a lot of a lot of big credible projects since you've done Ray Donovan. We saw you in Ray Donovan, you played a NCIS uh, with Mark Harmon uh, not too long, just before COVID hit. Uh, I did a guest star on there, and, and it was great. What a start. You start with Goodfellas. You just yeah. fucking beginner's luck, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you start from the top, work your way down, you know? <laughs> I didn't know this was your first job, acting job. Well, it was my first acting job. It was my first movie. I had done uh, a commercial or two. Because I watch movies now, and I'm like, I mean, movies and TV, and it's just like you could tell these actors just showed up and read their script in the trailer while they were getting their makeup done. You know, they, they didn't. Nah, really... nah. But like you already had it. You had it in you to just act naturally, and yeah. you could just play that character. It is kind of an exaggerated version of yourself that you were playing there, but you understood yeah. what was going on. The whole synopsis, like you, you know, you were yeah. not supposed to buy anything. You went out and bought something. Now this guy's mad, and you're also. You feel kind of like you screwed up, but also, you know. So Sage's direction to me, he sends for me to go in the trailer and to see him. And, he, you know, and he's kind of a small guy, you know, and, and he goes, Johnny, listen, I know your reputation in the neighborhood, where you come from and all that. And he says, but I, I got to see that you know that this character has killed a lot of guys. And you know, I want to see fear i want to see you be intimidated by him so when we went and 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 i met de niro for the first time by the bar i i had to break the ice with him and i did a, an abbott and costello routine because i'm out of my mind that you know I, this is the way i am i didn't go to school to be an actor i i just live a life very to its fullest so i took a shot what are they gonna do fire me i started you know <laughs> So when De Niro said to me, uh, who are you? You know, what, what are you, a cop? He said, I said, no, I'm a crook. What cop? You know, <laughs> and as we were talking, you know, I, I kind of, I did an Abbott Costello, like, you know, Niagara Falls, slowly I turned. I, I did one of those on De Niro. And man, he got it. You know, he, he, he got it and he started laughing. And once I broke the ice with him, we were on the same level, and, and and which is great. The guy's a great actor, right? So De Niro tells me, he said, listen, he says, Johnny, I don't care where it is in the scene. He says, just tell me not to get excited. We do the scene, and all of a sudden, I'm like, well, what are you excited about? What? <laughs> and then he, he rips my head yeah, off. You know? Yeah. And, and so that was he gave you that his ignition. That was his ignition. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I'm part of this, uh, you know, catalyst of him. All, all, all I'm doing is what they're asking me to do. I just reacted to what he reacted with, him, you know, and that's what they want. It's that's, genuine. That's what they genuine want. Genuine reaction. Yeah. And that's what I do to these guys that's sometimes because he's uh, now my new apprentice and we film a lot together and we'll have a, a script written and I won't tell him 
what is right what his part is i'll give him little trigger words like yep. that and that's what keeps the story going but i want my stuff to be so blended with reality Sur and surprises work uh-huh yeah and they say you act you're in front of people you're embarrassed but also you, you want to respect the guy but also you don't want to you know look like you're getting disrespected so, now watch this watch this she didn't have that line i gave her that line oh yeah yeah yeah, she didn't it's have that nice line. the freedom you guys had on set back then. You could tell. I, no, it was like I didn't a have freedom. I took a shot. I didn't know what I was doing. I, 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 I you just, can't do that shit. I, and, I, I, just <laughs> ran, no, I said, I said, Franny, you st you're standing there with them big bazooms sticking out. I said, he's yelling at me. I said, tell him something. You know, get the heat off me. She goes, but I don't have any lines. Just tell him you love the car. And we'll find out if De Niro could really act because he didn't know it was coming. Yeah. And you talk about surprises? Yeah. So she says, oh, but I love that car. And he says, this is sweetheart. And he didn't miss a beat. And she said, but what about Marty? I said, if Marty. John, this is great. This this right here, you're not even saying anything. You're not even talking, but the performance in your face. It's real acting. It's real talent. Don't buy anything, you hear me? Don't buy yeah. anything. Life is a learning experience from birth to the grave. And you learn something every day. And, and and that's what makes the adventure of living every day possible. I mean, in Italian, they got a saying that you want to make God smile, make a plan. You know, happiness could be elusive and it could be overrated at the same time. You know, you gotta you gotta be content. I I I'll give you something that, that I came up with. They should take one word out of the dictionary. And I like to ask anybody if they know what word that is. That's a simple, pure concept. Four letters. Oh, four letters? Yeah. And it begins with M. M. Marriage? More. more. Exactly more. right. More. Oh, more? Right. If you take more out of the Whoa. dictionary, you'll find contentment. Because contentment, you're missing the boat if you're always looking for more. You can never be content. So you could have a good thing and want more of it. You understand? You could have money, but you want more. Yeah, 100%. You could have a career, but you want more. You could have, be getting views, but you want more. That's, that's true. And contentment is that's the lack of- with addiction, gambling. You gamble, you hit big, you're playing blackjack. You, more. You, you, yeah, I got 10 more. Gs in front of me. More. But I'm not rich. More. Let's double it. And then you're done. You're, you're broke. You're at zero. Well, how you define being rich? If you define it by how many chips you have in front of you, you're in big trouble. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to being content, happy, than riches of material. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm old school when it comes to Would that. Would you say you're content right now? I am content. I have a great life. I, I go to work and it's like going home. Are you single now? Yep. Okay, same. Yep. I wake up sometimes feeling a little lost. You know, this week I've, I've been in a little bit of a slump. I'm searching for that more, that more. We're working on a new show and it's a lot of stress. Cause right, we're, we're, but you know. let me tell you something. You're rich because of the awareness that you know you're a little in a funk. Uh -huh. That awareness makes you rich because that awareness is telling me and telling you that you know what's happening. You're, you're, you're with the program. Yeah. People that they get numb because they don't want to be aware of what's well a lot of people like where we come from and i'm sure back in your day you say you're depressed or something your, your mother will yeah. slap you it was you a know? weakness yeah. but it's not a weakness it's a strength actually because if you're aware of being depressed if you're aware of being lonely you could be lonely in yankee stadium with eighty thousand people but as long as you're aware of that there's 
there's no weakness there. Yeah. There's strength, actually, because you're looking at it and you're facing it and you're looking at it. You're not dodging the bullet. That's why therapy has to be good because uh-huh. they help you become aware of what's going on. Each in there. each person has their, their unique situation. Would you ever speak you, to a shrink? No, no. What about when Tony shrink. Soprano went that? to, to yeah, therapy? Yeah, was, there was a good premise there. That showed weakness in that life mm-hmm. that you would go and speak to a therapist or someone that's out of the life. You're and a you're, rat. You know, you're yeah, a, well, you're well, not necessarily a rat. It's just you're weak. You're and weak. Also, like, these guys will never understand. But in that world, you can't even admit to going down on your wife absolutely because mm-hmm. it shows a sign of weakness absolutely oh, you, telling your you friends pleasure you're, 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 you you eat pussy what are you fucking right. you know right. wait like you can't tell your friends that like you had you like nailed this chick you could say that you fucking nailed this chick but or whatever did, but you can't say no, we that's manly. Hands, so you, that's manly so you can't that's say fine. we hailed, held hands and sat on a pier and watched i mean so, that's, re- that's respectful as holding hands but saying you went down it's just a, it's just a weird thing i don't know i guess i, guess I got to give you a couple more movies to watch what's an example I don't fucking understand fucking nothing. Wait, from that area or just back then it was considered weak? No, it's a virility thing. Men are supposed to be hunters. They're supposed to go score with with girls and, and, you know. You're supposed to be the one getting the fucking. You know, look at good fellas. (laughs) Good fellas, you got. The wives were Saturday night, the Gomadas were Friday night. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like condoning. Uh, you cheating on your wife monogamy yeah it's what? like almost like you have to be it, it, yeah it's almost you have to cheat yeah that's what i'm saying if you get a girlfriend Dude, even, for pro. cheat right away <laughs> yeah, yeah but you're overlooking the vow that you made when you said that this is the a, lot, your partner a lot of wife. hypocrisy in, oh, in is, our is, culture is, is, the whole thing so like the women when i see like i like the women talking um uh, like there's like old like there's mobster movies and all that or, or sorry not mob that's okay. The maf- what, what is it? Is it uh, mafia or mafia? Sorry, right? Yeah, yeah. The they the women kind of have this like accent where they're like, I don't know if it's like a New York thing or if it's like the '80s thing where they'll be like, they'll say like for the, for No, the. that's how people talk over there still in Staten Island till this day. This kid missed a bus. <laughs> 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 Fucking sorry. forget about the Taliban. No. I say they nuke the whole state of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, let's I, put our let's put our troops think, over there. I don't think he's a good representative of Maryland. <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> Are, is everyone from Maryland like you, Stephen? No, they're like. Do you want to see Doctor Amen? Hey, he made it to Hollywood. Come on, he did, and <laughs> I respect him for that because he's a nervous, scared kid, but oh, yeah. he's very talented and funny. He's got an awkward sense of humor, but he has an original niche to him. Yeah, yeah. he's a gem. When you get to know him, yeah. he's a he's a no, nice kid. Nice kid. I, you know, I said that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I take these guys under my wing and I mentor them. I Good. give them movies to watch, like Goodfellas. So that you're actually their teacher too. You said a lot of nice things already. We're just getting started. Okay, guys, real quick. Today's episode is sponsored by the Kraken app. If you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies but aren't sure where to get started, check out the Kraken app. With Kraken, you can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum on the go 24-7. It's super easy to get started. Just download the app, create your account, and you'll be investing in minutes. Steven, you got any uh, investments in crypto? Yeah. What are you? What, what coins uh, in? Are you actually or no? Dogecoin. Dogecoin. How much you got in there right now? $20. $20. Hey, it's super easy to get started. Just download the app, create your own account, and you'll be invested in minutes. One of the coolest things about buying crypto through Kraken is that you don't need a lot of money to try it out. So even if Bitcoin is worth something like 40 k 40000 you can buy it for as little as 10 bucks worth on Kraken to get your feet wet. 
Really? Yeah. You get the coin, just 10 bucks worth, you know? Find out for yourself why Kraken has been one of the highest rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years. Go to kraken.com slash jefffm to learn more or search for Kraken in the app store. Yeah, baby. Crypto, it's going back up. It's shooting up. It's skyrocketing. Boom. Did you ever do any loan sharking, any any sports booking? You could say that on the show. I admit to all my stuff, statute of limitations. No, no, I, I, that, that, no illegal stuff for me. No, I'm straight as an arrow. I know you won't even say it even I, if you I, did it. That's right. <laughs> that's correct. I mean, I come on here and I, I'm full-blown entertainer now. I, everything I did in the past that, you know, where I bent the law a little bit, I, I, I'm open about that because I'm able to share my past experiences and help you people are, out. You know, there is... Everybody has done something that's, you know, not 100% on on the up and up. And you know what? It's not confession time. That's why they got the Fifth Amendment. That's I feel like as a creator, you got to share your stories, you know? Otherwise, how would Goodfellas yeah. even be made? It was based on a true story. I know a lot of things were a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, they stretched, uh, they stretched out. If you wrote a book, you know, and you were completely honest in that book, I think you'd have a number one bestseller. Thank you for that. And you know what? It, it, this thing keeps coming up to me about autobiographical situation. That's very, it's phenomenal because, you know, where I was born, uh, the zip code is 10029. Mm -hmm. That's East Harlem. It's called Hell's Gate Station, the U.S. Post Office. Yeah. And I end up in 90210. What a shift, huh? It's the same numbers. You know? <laughs> and like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's the same numbers. So it, it's very interesting, that trip yeah. from 10029 to 90210 and everything in between is a book. And I know there are millions of people out there that think their life is very special. I don't. Yeah. But people tell me that I do. <laughs> Same. So I, I, you know, there might be something to that, you know. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if I, if you were to tell me ten years, five years before I did the movie Goodfellas, that I would be on screen with the likes of a uh, uh, Pesci and De Niro and and a Martin Scorsese, I tell you, you need a straitjacket. You know, there I am in a deli in Harlem, a little deli slicing brivalone all day long and, and cooking eggplant parmesan and uh, you know and then i turn out in one of the finest movies ever come out of hollywood and, you know i mean and then move pack up my car in 1991 and come to los angeles without without any guarantee uh, that's pretty it's pretty adventurous you i would big. say yeah, yeah, yeah and i worked all the yeah. time oh yeah i worked all the time so, done, done. so you were working still hustling the roast beef, the deli? No, no. I, I came out just... here. I was gone with the deli business. I came out here and I had an agent. The, the agent said to me, if you get your ass out here, I will represent you. He never met me, but he knew me from Goodfellas and State of Grace, you know, and he said, you just come out. Talk in 1991. Uh, that's when, you know, you had the headshot and everybody walked walked it into the studio there was none of this uh technology zoom and yeah we're gonna zoom yeah zoom <laughs> i was a rough piece of work when i came out here and the casting directors didn't get me and they would call tom and say is he an actor or what and tom said well scorsese thought so okay uh, you know and then you kick the door down and you get a job and then before you know it you're doing you know two guest stars a week and you're doing the pilot and you're doing this then you're doing a, a, a film the honeymoon in vegas i mean it was a uh, or snowball it was terrific mm -hmm. i enjoyed it because to me it was i was learning i was learning and i was having fun and and i was creative and there was stuff going on that, that was unfolding to myself and it was entertaining at the same time today the directors are at a film school for the past 20 years that's all they know is the computer the phone they'll hire you off that 
which you know it put guys yeah. like me uh, kind of like you know my 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 strength is meeting me you, you're an in-person type of guy for sure yeah. i'm walking in into a room and having a presence you know yeah. i'm on zoom and we're gonna zoom yeah zoom so back to goodfellas when you met scorsese he uh so he met you at oh the, yeah the he restaurant, met me at the deli he met me no he met me in the restaurant i first went to an open call on uh, 57th street at julia taylor's office well ellen lewis was working out of and i had met julia taylor like maybe a year before down the bar, down Rayos, you know, because I lived up the block and I'm hanging mm -hmm. out of Rayos since 1970. Anyway, Frankie Sr. told me, he says, Johnny, go down to uh, Julia Taylor's office. They're looking for wise guys in, in this movie that they're doing. Go down there and see her. I said, I went down and, and she really liked me, Ellen Lewis, and, and they came up with Scorsese up to Rayos. And I was there, of course. And when uh, Ellen Lewis walked in, she went, Johnny, what are you doing here? I says, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? I live up the block, you know? So she, <laughs> she, 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 she kind of laughed. And they sat at the table and Marty met me there. And then I had to go down to... Uh, Warner uh, Rockefeller Center. Damn, that's so you basically had your audition at a dinner table. Yeah, yeah, he, he. That's a lot less stressful than walking into an audition room out in Hollywood when you know yeah. you're meeting casting directors and. Well, and, I had to still read for the movie. You I, did it at I, the table at Rails? No, I, I down down at the uh, Rockefeller Center. I had I was in my deli, you know, and then all of a sudden I got this appointment to go down there. I I, I didn't have time to change. So I threw a jacket over the mustard stained shirt, you know, <laughs> and, and and I went down there. And and believe me, I was intimidated because when I went down there, I remember I, you know, I'm just, I, I had no resume to speak. Oh of. yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I'm looking at guys that I seen on TV that I went, oh my god, what am I doing here? I, yeah. I said to myself. And when I went in the room, it was even funnier because the audition itself wasn't like an audition. It was, Marty was there and Ellen Lewis was there and this actor was there and he was supposed to read with me, but Marty was sitting down and asking me questions and, and I was talking to him and I got kind of relaxed. And all of a sudden, the actor started doing the lines from the audition that I'm supposed to be doing. So I turned around and I, you know, I said, oh, in my head, I said, they're throwing, they're throwing a curveball at me here because it came out of nowhere. So I said, oh, all right, all right. So then yeah. I turned around. The actor was looking at the script at his feet. So all I saw was the top of his head. So now I'm trying to respond to him. And then I, I just quit. I got up. I said, hey, look, you know, I talked to wise guys, real wise guys on the penalty of death to their face. I'm not talking to a head here. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. And Marty started laughing. That sold it right there. Marty I mean, started yeah. laughing. And, and, and Ellen Lewis, they, they, you know, and I think that's, that, I think that got me to. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like it. Because the thing about Marty, he, his movies are so authentic. You know, even he's yeah. his own mother. For yeah. you know, yeah. Pesci's mother, Katie. Katie's yeah. nice, and she was nice. Rest in peace. I think she that's, was good. Home. I think that's good what movies lack nowadays is just people that they, yeah. they don't do enough research. They don't have people consulting them. Like Goodfellas was as yeah. real as it gets. And it's not. A, it's not a caricature. It's the real deal. That's what the magic was of Goodfellas was that in one minute they're gonna kill a guy. You know, tonight. You know, and then they playing cards and having fun, and he turns around and he says, uh, "You know that thing and then later on? Then forget about it. Forget about it." Because we're having such a good time now. Now we'll kill him another night, but not tonight. <laughs> Which, believe me, I, I, I've sat at tables very similar to that kind of dynamic. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm real. I, you know, I'm from, I'm mm -hmm. from Harlem. I'm a real, mm -hmm. you know, and and I've seen, you know, genuine, genuine 
doing crazy guys that are, that were in the street and something like that. When they laugh, that's what the audience tapped into, even though they don't really understand that dynamic. But that's what they tapped into. You know, the thing is that ah, they're laughing. Ah, yeah. yeah, but they're just sick fucks. <clears throat> sick. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. You grew up in a, in a little different era than I did. You come to a crossroads where you kind of determine um, what your life is going to be. And if you're going to be with that, you know, making a few dollars here and there, and you want that to be your life, and you make that choice, then that's the road you take. Mm -hmm. And whatever consequences come, they come. But if you see early enough that, you know what, the downside is a little, little too much for the kind of guy I am, then you go to work and you live your life. And statistically, if you look at the odds... There's not many guys your age that are still <clears throat> rocking and rolling in, in, in Well when you're from a neighborhood where you try to kill an elephant with a bean shooter. What? There what is, is that? no there is no odds. Yeah. I look at life like the letter Y that you're running straight, you know, you, you, your parents are teaching you basically the morals that you stand on and the foundation. And then you come to that Y where you could go this way or you could go this way. Mm -hmm. And then you determine because then you're on your own. Even you maybe still be living home, but you know, you've done things that your parents would never dream that you were partaking, but you did it and mm -hmm. you did it on your own. And I would have never told them either. No. But, but I talk about it publicly on a podcast no. and now my mother listens to it well, and she knows everything. So I, I just rat myself well, out on here. Well, it's called that, the rat that's, cast. Nah, nah, nah. It's, you just be, becoming aware of the choices you made, the options that you thought you had at the time. The older you get, you find out that you had other options that you kind of ignored. So, I mean, look, this is a human experience. This is the way it is, just the way it, it goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, growing up like I did on the streets of New York, I mean, there was no computer where you're in your room. They needed a crowbar to get you away from the, 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 the games. Our games are real. We were in the street, seven years old, Johnny on a pony. You know, <laughs> we did. The ponies? We were on the street. You know? No, they didn't have the ponies. Yeah, Johnny yeah. on a pony. No, no, we made the ponies. The pony was Wait. the guys that had to lock arms, and then you had to jump on them. I mean, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like yeah. actual ponies. No, this is an uh, old, yeah. old, old, old term saying that game they used to play back then, right? Is it's that what you're saying? Johnny on a pony, yeah. Johnny, Johnny on a pony. pony, yeah. This episode is sponsored by DoorDash. What do you want to eat tonight? Maybe you want a home-cooked favorite, but don't feel like going to the store, or you want something exciting and new, but it would be great to stay in tonight and maybe watch a movie. DoorDash connects you with everything you want, whenever and however you want it. You get it delivered right to your door. Get what you want to eat right now, right to your door with DoorDash, along with restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Like you know, Wait. these babies, I, I'm ordering these on DoorDash. Ordering is easy and your items will be dropped off safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop off. Sometimes you might not be in the mood to see the delivery man and all that. They just yeah, drop it. You got the option, they could just drop it right there. Mm -hmm. And then you just come out, pick it up when you're ready and just, you know, That's what I do. back in your house like... all scared. I actually enforced DoorDash here at Jeff FM Studios because I don't want people leaving to go waste time on the road, sitting in LA traffic, <laughs> buying the food and waiting for it to get made and then coming back here. That's hours out of our schedule. We need everybody editing all day long. So you DoorDash it, you DoorDash it or you get 
Whap. It's work efficient. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter code JEFFREFM. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and you enter code JEFFREFM. Don't forget, that's code JEFFREFM in the App Store for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. I have to say this legally, so I I will sing it. Subject to change terms apply. Back to the show. Johnny Rose Beef's gonna kill your whole family. It's nice that you can now share your experiences and help people out. That's what we try to do here. Oscar, pull up a uh, caller. Call Casey because this is a young viewer of the show. Okay. And she's uh comes from a, a very religious family. No cursing. Hey, how you doing, Casey? Nice to see you. It's Casey's mom. This is Hi, Casey. This is Johnny Roast Beef. I gave you guys the homework to do. Casey is 20 years old. She hasn't seen Goodfellas, but it is on Netflix. She's going to watch it soon. Now, Casey's mom has seen it, of course. (laughs) They recently uh, got tattoos for the first time. Wow. You big on tattoos? No. You don't have a single tattoo? No. Don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? It's against my, it's it's not against anything. It's my sense of sanity, why I won't mock up my body. My body's in bad enough shape. I don't need to mock it up. <laughs> yeah, well, they recently got some tattoos. Casey, do you want to go, uh, go ahead and show everybody the tattoo that you got? Do you oh see that? God, no oh, way. Wow. I can't oh believe it. That's the sign on the wall here, John. Oh, yeah. She put the Jeff Fem on her Wow. On her arm for life. No way. And her mom wow. allowed her to do that. I can't believe it. Wow. I, unbelievable. What? You guys are nuts. You guys are insane. And what if we cancel this show in, in a week? What are we gonna do then? Are you gonna Put something over. Got a mental problems. I, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's disrespectful, but th- that wasn't me. That was the guys saying that from a past time. You don't have mental problems. I appreciate the support of the show and your loyalty, but now I got more pressure. I got to keep this show going for life because she's got that tattooed in her body. Yeah. Got a nice fans. And the mom went and got a Johnny Rose beef tattoo. Yeah. Believe it or not, <laughs> she wants a Hunter Rose beef. That's never going to happen. You can forget it. No, no. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there with Goodfellas tattoos and Johnny Rose Beef tattoos out there. You know, the pink Cadillac has got to be tattooed on all people all over the world. But thank you guys for calling in and and just, you know, supporting the show. Maybe that'll maybe give these guys a little boost, you know, let them know how important the show is. You know, you believe that, Steven? There's a yeah. damn Jeff FM tattoo. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. Like they were talking about getting them. And I was like, don't do it. Cause I don't even know if we're going to have this show forever. You know, I, I'm so indecisive. That's I go through phases. Piece. This thing might be done in a year. I, I might be doing a show with Johnny and it'll be like Johnny and Jeff uh, talk or whatever. Johnny Jay and Jake. Yeah. It was something like that. Beef would be nice to throw in there. Cause it, you know, it's a nice term. <laughs> You might have to change the tattoo. Maybe put Johnny okay. and Jeff FM. So just save some room over there. Is that your first tattoo? Yes. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. I was having a rough week. You know, you're it's back all on changed. track. You're I got a haircut. Back on I track. I got cleaned up. I got a new pair. I went shopping. I got some sneakers. I got these these guys. Not you know maybe not for you, but Beautiful. it's just making me feel good again. You know. Why not? I'm enjoying life again. It's a good thing. And you're a big part of that, Casey. Thank you. Thank you. So sweet. Do you have any advice for her on maybe any uh, other tattoos or nah, well, you... future life choices? 
You're 20 years old. You got your whole life ahead of you. Advice to the mom. Give her a drug test. <laughs> yeah, I think she needs to be tested for psychedelic drugs because I think she's using some ayahuasca, you know, DMT. Maybe she's licking those frogs. I don't know. What do they use back in your day, John? Any, uh... Well, lots of, lots of stuff. LSD? LSD. Are we talking? Do a little LSD, LSD and listen to the Beatles? Big trip. No, I'm, I wasn't a real Beatle fan. Beatle fan, no. Till later. I appreciate them later, but uh, not during. Well, thank you guys for calling in. You were great. I love you. Oh, thank yeah. you for the support. Good luck oh, with that. I want to say bye. <laughs> you guys are the best. Bye. 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 Man, how fucking nuts is she, That huh? is wacky. Yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> I hope she gets fucking drug tested by her mom because that is a nice Christian family. When I first talked to them, I wasn't even allowed to curse on the on the call. Right. And then next month I talked to them, she's getting my thing tatted on her body. So, you know, you don't realize as an entertainer such as yourself that you, you affect people. I mean, I get letters from a lot of people about their fans of mine or whatever. They write down that, you know, you affected my life. I get so entertained. I've been following your career and all that. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm going, why? You know what? <laughs> but you do, as an entertainer, when you touch somebody, that's the whole art of acting, in my opinion, is the touching people. It isn't like, you know, you have to be this great uh, Shakespearean type of, you know. Shakespeare came from the Bronx. It'd be the same thing, yeah, really. You, if you touch people and they understand you. People in the restaurant, they listen to me. You, you see, I go to the tables. Strange people that I never saw before. The first the time highlight in the of the dinner. To, we interact with one another. And I don't have a command of the English language by no means. At the same time, you, you get their attention, whatever is transpiring in a conversation. That's what acting is, communicating. And that's why when... All of this, all was said and done. I'm in the deli in, in Harlem, and, and then all of a sudden, I'm in movies and I'm entertaining people and camera and action and that. <laughs> it, it's it's phenomenal. You discover these things that you have a talent, a natural talent to do. And if you get lucky enough, and you talk about timing, you get lucky enough that you're able to share your talent in this crazy business called show business, and you're really, really off the ground because there's a lot of talented people out there that never get the opportunity. Yeah, it's got to be right place, right time, right attitude, and yeah. work ethic. Well, I'm going to do a podcast called What's Your Beef? You know, and, and it's going to be about life, uh, what it was, what it is, and meatballs. And then I got Mama and Son, which uh, I, I, I sent you the trailer, uh, a show based a little bit on Rayo's, what happened, how yeah. it got discovered. This is your pilot that you put together for your show. And this is, TV's great and all, but podcasts and people just want content pumped out nowadays. This I know. Is, this is what mm -hmm. people listen to now, and they watch it as a show on their TV. Yes. If you could do this, you could shoot this right now. I'll have my crew... Set you up a set tomorrow. We'll get you going tomorrow if you want to. You think about it. Let it, let, you know, let it sink and sleep on it and let me know. But then nobody's going to listen to this anymore. They're going to be listening no, to no. Johnny Rose Beef FM. In September, the podcast is going to come up. Uh, Chuck LaBella Productions doing it. So it's it's going to be high quality and you will be a guest for you me. You don't want a bunch of morons producing it? You'll like be I a got. guest for me. No. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to. You will definitely be a guest. Uh, absolutely. It'd be great. My pleasure. Let's check out this trailer. I do get a lot of Rayo's vibes from this. There he is. Mom, Artie. 
Hook slash Owner. Ramona, Artie's only child, has a master's degree in business and has come back to New York to help out her dad. That's your daughter? She placed my daughter. How? Annika Mark. So how much older is she now? Uh, 10 years older. Evening, sir, and welcome to Mama and Son Restaurant. Where you're gonna have to wait like everybody else. I ain't like everybody else. Ramona! You keep in touch with this kid still? Yes. Do you? Yeah. I think I think I could play that role. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, but we're gonna have to bump him. He might go on vacation for a while soon anyway, you know? He might disappear soon. The two girls that work in the kitchen, they're, uh... Undercover gay couple. <laughs> and, and, and look at this girl. She's in Sweden right now. Oh, look at this. My favorite scene of the trailer. He casted Marilyn. her himself. Johnny, yeah, I, I did Johnny cast went her. out and he saw her and he Marilyn? said, I want you to be part of my show. She reminded me so much of Ingrid Bergman. And she's Swedish too. I can't believe it. Yeah, he said, I need this girl to play this role. I like the pizza transitions. Yeah. Who edited this? Yeah. Did you chop this up yourself? No. No, no I didn't. Somebody tell me what's going on here. Come and visit Mama and Son. Where a reservation... It's, very, it's a very funny show, needed. you know. Uh, yeah. I definitely see the comedic aspect of it, and yeah. it look it reminds me a lot of Rayo's. Yeah. yeah. It's per it's a perfect fit for you, but I, th I just see you podcasting, man. Like, I, I thought I was going to take the actor route. That's what my dream was, watching movies like Goodfellas and, and you guys right. do it and seeing De Niro and, and just Scorsese and all, like, everything you guys did. I was like, this is what I want to do. Now the world has just taken a shift, especially with the pandemic. Their yes. Films have halted, yes. TV shows have halted. Everything's, you know, smaller productions that yeah. were able to blow up throughout this time. And it's just got people used to consuming content every week. You want to see what I'm yeah. talking to? You want to see what these guys are doing, like what we're up to? And it's just, this is what people yeah, watch now. It's a changed world. You're right. It's it's quick, and they don't have the time to develop uh, what's here, what's now. All right, what's next? It, it, well, we've already seen all the good movies. Yeah. I don't want to see any new stuff on Netflix because it's just oh yeah. There's no passion behind it. Like it's not like when you guys made Goodfellas, it was your life. You know, like your life went into that. It was these people's lives, their family members, yeah. and everything was just so real, yeah. so authentic. The quality of the film. The, was there, you know, and and the background of the people that put this whole movie together, they knew the story they were going to tell, even though it was a true story, they knew how to tell that story mm -hmm. and all the aspects of it, the, the, you know, the marriage, the, the, the wedding scene, it's just one thing after another was so authentic to watch a movie that's two and a half hours long and still be in it. It says a lot about about what they did it, yeah really it was really magical it was really magical what they did it's the least talking i've ever done on the show usually i talk about myself the whole time just do a bunch of conor mcgregor yeah. impressions talk about how many uh weights i could lift <laughs> and workouts right. how fast i run and people are sick of it you know so this was a breath of fresh air having you on john thank you thank i really appreciate it. it one of my Great favorite episodes i appreciate uh, you uh exposing mama and son absolutely absolutely my pleasure you're a legend you uh inspired a lot of people i'm sure you helped a lot of people i hope with so what you said I, today. I, I, I hope so is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up um any girls you want to give a shout out to if you want somebody to dm you if you're after you know maybe jennifer lopez or something <laughs> like that j-lo comes in she's nice oh nice. yeah you already know her so you got a, nothing no she's a nice nobody woman. to call out nice girl you know jennifer all right, then I think we can wrap it up. I'll walk you out. You sure you don't want any breadsticks from Olive Garden before you go? 
I'm late. <laughs> you 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 want any breadsticks to yeah, go? Right. No, you don't eat that crap, huh? No. Get it out of here, Steven. It's disrespectful. Get rid of the Olive Garden.